Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, the show where we take unloved characters, un- unloved models, and find a new place for them in Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, with me today is Jacob of Xavier Protocols. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, yeah, in case you haven't come across my stuff, um, my name's Jacob. Uh, I'm based in the UK. Uh, I've been playing this game pretty much since uh, it got released last November. Um, and uh, I've yeah, started writing a blog very soon afterwards, Save Your Protocols, and then uh, about half a year ago, started podcasting with a couple of other likely fellows in a podcast called The Danger Room. Uh, but uh, I'm always keen to come on to other podcasts, so very happy to, to be here on Morlocks. And I'm very happy to have you here. You are kind of one of the inspirations of this podcast as one of the kind of experimenters in this game. Oh, well, I dabble. Yes. And this, this show is about, it's a let's experiment podcast, as I like to put it. And so who are we going to ex- be experimenting with this week? So there's a lot of really good five threat characters in the game. And there's one who I think is a little bit underexplored and has got some cute tech, which we're going to dig into a little bit. And that is Ghost Rider. Yes. So Ghost, Ghost Rider is quite an interesting piece. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's only affiliated in an already high-cost affiliation in the Defenders, which I think means he gets a little shoved out of having that in-affiliation role. I think you're right. And the Defenders, you know, the sort of the competitive game plan for the Defenders seems to center around Pentagrams of Ferala, um, which there are some really strong options uh, in terms of who you're building around. but Ghost Rider hasn't really found a, a fantastic use for that yet. And I think you can send mm-hmm. Ghost Rider through a pentagram and he can do well. But I'm not sure the game plan that that sets up is as strong as some of the other game plans which have evolved. And also, it's, Ghost Rider brings a lot of tactic card ba- baggage with him. And that's something that do, we don't have the room for in the current competitive defenders list. I think that's true. Yeah, the tactics cards are very tight in that roster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but he does have multiple attack types uh, in both energy and the amazingly powerful Penance Mystic attack that also steals away power from your opponent. Yeah, his 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 builder is is really fantastic. Range three, mm-hmm. six dice energy and wild hex. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, that's kind of like a, a dissynergy with uh, defenders because they have so many ways of handing out hex that another way to hand out hex just feels like it's not got the value that might have outside of defenders. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I think that's maybe another reason people look at him and go, "Yeah, doesn't quite fit what I want to be doing." And um, then he has uh, his beam, which gives out incinerate which is a condition that I am in love with. Yeah, and there's there's so many cool incinerate things that Ghost Rider does. We're going to get some of them as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. a beam three, five dice, energy, uh, attack, two cost. The, uh, it uh, incinerates. It's really yeah. good. And it, before that, before, as if the attack deals damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but five dice, energy, it's got a decent chance of dealing damage. Yeah. And then he has his kind of, I think, marquee superpowers, Hell on Wheel, which is his long advance. Yeah, it's pretty expensive, though. Three cost is is not cheap, but giving a long advance to something that's on a, a 65 millimeter base, that's that's far. That's a long way. Yeah, that's, that's a really long way. Um, and as a size three character uh, as well, there's, he ignores most terrain. Uh, clearly, yeah. a size four or size five piece of terrain is not going to be able to advance over because you can't mm-hmm. turn an advance into a climb. But yep. um, he's he, he's pretty mobile. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's put it that way. He moves around the yeah. table pretty well. Um, and he has a medium move already, which with the with the uh, sixty five millimeter base is a lot of coverage already. Yeah, yeah. And then he has, I think, the most interesting but least used of his superpowers is Wicked Judgment. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, so it's, I did a bit of maths on this, and it's one I think you're not going to use very often because the number of criticals in attack rolls, paying two power to deal often one damage, uh, doesn't feel great. But if they get a sudden dice spike, then it can really penalize them for that dice spike. So um, having him near other characters uh, as well for his spirit of vengeance. So he wants to, it's game plan, he wants to be within three of other characters to get the most use out of Wicked's Judgment and Spirit of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. 
So a, a rules question that you may or may not have the answer to. How does Wicked's Judgment deal with the reality gem? Um, okay, good question. I believe the reality gem uh, turns essentially turns skulls into crits, so it would trigger with the reality gem. So it does mm-hmm. de- it's particularly good against a reality gem holder. Yeah. Um, and then he also has out-of-activation power generation um, in Spirit of Vengeance. Yep, again, he wants to be within range 3, and he wants to have his allies being attacked, which means there's some nice synergy there with potentially a bodyguard. Yes. Um, so, this is a lot of disparate but really cool things that he has. Um, and then he also brings with him two tactics cards. Um, one of which I think is generally it's viewed better than the other. Uh, I think I know where you're going with this, and I'm partly here to disagree. Okay. Um, so I think you're going to tell me you think Deal of the Devil is better than Highway to Hell. I don't... Th- I think the general consensus is that Deal with the Devil is better than Highway to Hell. I, th- I see a lot of potential in Highway to Hell, but I'm not sure of how to utilize it. Uh, that's largely what I'm thinking of. Uh, okay, so let, let's go over these quickly. So Deal with the Devil is a tactics card where uh, when um, Ghost Rider gets KO'd, you can uh, have him pop up somewhere else. So you spend four power off Ghost Rider, and another character gets KO'd, and he gets placed near where they are. So he can kind of respawn himself. If that character is healthy, then he goes back on his healthy side. If the character that's being KO'd is injured, he goes on his injured side. That so gives a sort of a second lease of life and it allows you to play very aggressively with Ghost Rider. You can really throw mm-hmm. him at people, do a whole load of damage, and if you get attacked back, you just don't care because maybe you've got a cheap little two-cost who's sitting in the backfield or the midfield uh, who's going to turn into Ghost Rider, and if they've been being ignored because they're focusing on Ghost Rider, then you're going to have a healthy Ghost Rider. Your two-threat character turns into a five-threat character. It, it feels like really good value out of a tactic. And, and there's one little extra part to this card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, what's that, Alexa? Um, every enemy character within two of the model that you're destroying uh, to bring out a new Ghost Rider gets incinerated. Yep, like we said, he does fun stuff with incinerate as uh, yet another mm-hmm. way for him to incinerate people. It's very thematic with the whole flaming skull on a motorcycle kind of idea. Uh, yeah. So I think it's, it's natural for people to look at this and go, this seems really good. I'm going to take a cheap character and stick it in the backfield, and uh, then I get my Ghost Rider back. Um, there are a couple of uh, a couple of things that you can do around that. This tactics card can be a dead card if your opponent decides to control Ghost Rider rather than attacking them. So if you're taking this card, it's very easy for them to go, and I don't know, Shuri pushes you away. You go over there. And with your big base, a Shuri push pushes you really quite far. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's counterplay to that. There's like backstopping and there's, there's ways of avoiding it. But mm-hmm. if you do take this card, it's not not very hard for your opponent to play around it, um, which yeah. I think reduces its um, utility. They can also be targeting those cheaper characters, so now maybe you're uh, having to target uh, another character if I want to get him back on my healthy side. Do I need to then, am I sacrificing a three threat? Maybe that three threat is holding an extract, and uh, when he pops up, the when, when that character gets go, they're going to drop that extract, and I'm going to potentially make it available for you to use, for you to go and grab. Uh, there's just some, some things which make this sort of flies in the ointment, which make this maybe not the, the, the barnstorming amazing card that it looks like when you first read it and go, wow, this feels really powerful. When you put it on the table and play it, sometimes you're like, ah, there are some difficult choices I need to make here. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. And I've definitely encountered that a little bit in my play. So I, I like. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I think it's very good, and uh, we're definitely going to be including it in our roster because I think it's a great card, and uh, it, we're going to try and uh, maximize those synergies to an extent. But uh, the card that I'm really excited about is Deal with the Devil. Uh, you mean Highway to Hell? Sorry, you're quite right. Highway to Hell. That's what I'm excited about. Um, the what Highway to Hell does is it costs three power, and he has to start within range one of an enemy character, but then he gets to make a move and then place the enemy within one of him. So what's really exciting is if you have six power, then you can uh, move, use the move long power and highway to hell, and you've just moved a 65mm base plus a long movement stick plus a 65mm base plus a range one, and then you've plopped down this character 
somewhere almost in the corner of the board. You know, you've gone really, really, really far away. Yeah. What we're seeing a lot at the minute are teams which have a really big tentpole character. What I mean by tentpole is something in the a big thing in the middle which holds up the rest of the team. So some great examples of this might be Magneto, a fixed threat character who's really key to um, the Brotherhood game plan. Uh, people like She-Hulk. Now we're going to be seeing a lot of A-Force coming around pretty soon, I think. And again, a yeah. six threat character who wants to be in the middle, mixing up and dealing lots of damage and using her seven um, seven dice builder. That's a fantastic attack. Um, mm -hmm. So, another example, uh, we've been seeing a lot of hard muscle plays, being able to grab a, a character um, who's got one of those uh, civilian extracts that they're trying to run away with and just pulling them back in so you can beat them up and take it off them. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's a nice bit of counterplay there. Modoc. Um, Modoc yep. jumping through a portal is another kind of uh, thing that's, that's going around the meta. Being able to uh, take Modoc and take him off to one side and go, nope, you're going over here and you're going away from that portal so you can't jump away to safety and you're not within range four of anything, so you're going to have to move away. Yeah, and also the other pentathlete play of the Hulk picking up all the cubes, you can drag that Hulk straight back into your team rather than have him run away on you. Yeah, that's absolutely another another sort of thing in the meta. Or um, the Toad play on the okay. on the herb. Um, dragging Toad away far, far away, and he can only move once, so he's going to struggle to get back. And the hop helps, but uh, just making it as difficult as possible as you can for your opponent to execute their game plan. So there's a few things running around the meta that I think this is a really strong play into. So yeah. um, Highway to Hell, I think, uh, gives you some great answers to those questions which are being asked. And once again, this is an incinerate provider. <laughs> yes, because once which... you drop them off, they also get incinerated. Yes, and I think especially on temple characters, if you drag them back to your team, giving them incinerate, especially if they've already activated the round you're doing this, really can uh, mean you can one round a character really easily. Uh, yeah, the the downside of this is um, it's a lot of the meta plays we're seeing are sort of round one plays, and this costs three power. Ghost Rider yeah. only starts with one, and he gets more power if you attack his his friends, but that's within the control of your opponent. So I guess after, if we're building our roster, the first name on the on the roster sheet is Ghost Rider, but the second name that I'm going to put on there is Wong. Okay. Because Wong can give Ghost Rider a second power, that puts him on two, and then you can R&D another power onto him, that's three. That's quite a big investment. You're having to put a two-threat character and one of your team tactics cards. But mm -hmm. the idea there is we can get that free power guaranteed onto Ghost Rider round one to counter some of these plays. So you've yeah. got, I'm, I'm already starting thinking about those kind of plays and building that in as an option in my roster. If I'm not seeing those kind of plays, if I don't think they're going to be dropped against me, I've got other options. But I think yeah. R&D is a, a very versatile card anyway. And mm -hmm. uh, I think Wong mm -hmm. is there to try and enable Ghost Rider to use uh, a round one highway to hell. Yeah, that, that seems really powerful. Um, and then, but we are starting out with three kind of situational uh, tactic cards. And you had um, an idea about kind of buffering against that loss. Absolutely. Um, so we've got these tactics cards, which may or may not be incredibly powerful. And maybe the situation comes up, uh, or maybe not. We already talked about how... Um, deal with the devil, your opponent can counterplay that by uh, just choosing to control Ghost Rider rather than dazing and KOing him. Now, that means you've got a dead tactics card in your hand. If only there was an affiliation which could make use of that dead tactics card. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, there is. The, the much maligned Guardians of the Galaxy leadership, I think, is perfect here. Um, yeah. It does a couple of things. One, it can take, you can take those situational tactics cards and you can actually get good value out of them by turning them into winging it tokens. Uh, and Ghost Rider is a great character to have winging it tokens on. That fixed dice energy builder at range three. If you can get a couple of rerolls on there, then you're you're doing really well. He's also got a beam attack uh, for mm -hmm. two cost, and you can. One of the issues with winging it tokens sometimes is you can normally only make two attacks, and you've got three winging it tokens. So you're reliant on them attacking you to get value out of that third winging it token. If you have a beam attack, then you can. Attack, you can make three attacks or maybe even more in a round. Sorry, uh, yeah, in a round. So you're getting much better value out of that leadership because he's got the ability to attack multiple people. 
yeah so there is uh so i think guardians is a very good uh affiliation to bring in Ghost Rider, but I want to talk about a little bit about the identity of Guardians and how and which direction we're going to take it. Because I see there's two ways we can go with the Guardians in this. Um, because Guardians are normally a super super wide team, and by bringing in a five cost character, we are making them less wide. So the question is, are we going to try and still play somewhat wide with a bunch of lower cost characters surrounding just this centerpiece Ghost Rider? Are we going to look look at leveraging the higher end of the Guardians' uh, uh, threat totals uh, with the likes of the soon-to-be-released Angela and Ronin and play a taller Guardians list? Um, of those, I'm leaning more towards the wider list, and the rationale for that ties in with trying to leverage uh, Deal with the Devil. So the other tactics card, the Ghost Rider, really likes and wants to try and run mm-hmm. Um, the idea here being Guardians has got some, it's already got uh, two affiliated two costs in Rocket and Nebula. So just in the mm-hmm. affiliation already, there's two costs. We've already mm-hmm. talked about um, the synergies with having a bodyguard. So having a Koye in your roster seems like a good idea. It's a cheap bodyguard, so another cheap body, help us going wider, um, whilst also having good synergy with Ghost Rider. And I've already said the first name on my team sheet is after Ghost Rider is Wong, who's another two threat. So there's potentially four two threats. I don't know if we'll find space for all of them, yeah. but there's potentially four two threats that I'm looking going, huh, I like this character, I want this character in here for one reason or another. Either they're affiliated or they've got good synergy with what I want to do with Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. As soon as I've got three or four two threats in my roster, I think that's naturally leaning itself to going wider. Yeah, so so um, if we're going towards the wider end of um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, then Let's see, what do we have here? Uh, we yeah, we should start by looking at our affiliated characters, which we have two two-threats and two other three-threats on top of Star-Lord that are looking to be in affiliation. Yeah, uh, so we've got Star-Lord. Um, I think I want at least one of the two-threats. And mm-hmm. I think probably I'm favoring Rocket. Uh, okay. The reason being, uh, he tends to hang, hang a bit back. Uh, he's a little bit more, defen- uh, so that that kind of being further away lends him defense and means that he's less likely to be targeted um, by someone who's trying to play around, deal with the devil. Yeah. Um, oh. So, I, uh, well, and the other thing is he can score secures and grab extracts, which Nebula can't. And I think if yeah. you're playing wide, you probably want as many as possible to be leveraging as much as possible on on that side of the game. Yeah, so so the, there's two ways that I've seen Deal with the Devil really be flexed, and it looks like we're going for the we want a healthy Ghost Rider side of it rather than we want to try and incinerate a lot of people side of it. Yeah. So yeah, so if, if, if that's about what we're trying to go, then I think uh, Rocket definitely makes some sense. Do we want to bring Groot alongside Rocket then? Um, that's an interesting one. Uh... I think we need to kind of see where we're at with tactics cards. I think if you're bringing Groot as well, then you're you're bringing him for deadly duo. Um, well, and we have one of the only non-restricted uh, healing cards in the game with uh, We Are Groot. That's true. Um, I don't know how much healing this list is going to want to do. Um, I have a slightly... I know healing cards are very popular. I mm-hmm. sometimes struggle to justify them because my kind of metric for including a, a tactics card is either how does this help me win the game, which is typically translated into how does this help me score a victory point? Mm-hmm. And the only way that healing helps you score a victory point is if a character is contesting a secure and they would otherwise be dazed or KO'd. But by healing them, you stop them from being dazed or KO'd. Yeah. Um, um, and I think it's debatable how often that happens. So uh, I think if you've got a game plan, which is I'm going to outlast my opponent, I'm going to play this sort of slow grind attrition, and I'm just going to have more uh, hitboxes, to borrow a term from another game, than mm-hmm. um, than anybody else. And you're not going to be able to get, I'm going to get through your hitboxes faster than you get through my hitboxes. Um, then I think the healing is a super strong and it plays directly into your game plan. Yeah. I'm not convinced that's what our game plan is. I think the way this list is going to play is sort of tactical surgical strikes to remove specific pieces 
whilst sort of trying to go for a secure orientated spread. So I'm it's a mix of attrition, focused attrition and secure domination, I think is where this is where this uh, mm-hmm. game plan comes down. Yeah. And I don't know how healing plays into that game plan. So I'm not convinced I'm I'm unsold that Groot is the right call here. Very fair. Um, I think maybe as a three threat, I would rather have Drax, mm-hmm. um, who's got a throw, which is going to play to my, uh, I know it's an expensive throw, but it's going to play to my attrition, uh, so my control focus uh, mm-hmm. on the secure game. Uh, the thing Groot's got going for him, though, is size three, so people like Valkyrie can't throw him off. It turns yeah. off a few of those, few of those abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one who I would be considering is uh taskmaster taskmaster because yeah. uh we're going to talk about this maybe in a bit but i'm i've got half a mind to go dual affiliation with this roster because there's mm-hmm. another game plan we can go and taskmaster really helps with that dual affiliation he's great yeah, for yeah. just going out on like a d scenario going wide and just saying in this one-on-one matchup if you're attacking me twice then then good luck to you because i'm going to have five dice defense uh, yeah and i'm for sure. attacking you back um and then I've got mnemonic technique, which is just a really efficient spender. So mm-hmm. I think Pathmaster matches up well into a lot of uh, into a lot of those matchups. Yeah, very very fair. Uh, so Pathmaster is one who's definitely in consideration for this sort of at that three slot. I'm not really looking at Ronan as a four yeah. slot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for the reasons we discussed, and I'm not really considering An- considering Angela mm-hmm. again. Um, She's she's great. Uh, I think you can definitely build a Guardians roster around her, and she really makes Guardians a lot stronger with her release. But mm-hmm. um, she's kind of occupying that same territory that Ghost Rider is, and we're focusing on Ghost Rider, so we're trying to make Ghost Rider work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one you did not mention, mention that is in affiliation is Gamora, but I think she's in much the same boat as Ronan, and a contender for an episode of her own at some point. I think you're right. I think you can um, leverage her, but uh, I think you need to surround her with tools that are going to make her shine. I think she absolutely mm-hmm. can, but you need to... Yeah, I think you're right. She'd make a great focus for an episode of Morlocks. Yeah. Um, and then, not necessarily in affiliation, but something to consider that I, I really like in lists that we are focusing around a big thing, uh, a big threat character is the power gem. Having that variability of a one threat item that you can add to your in this case your leader i think allow unlocks a lot of 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 roster building uh slight uh uh opportunities for the roster yeah i'm not in love with starlord with the power gem unless you have a specific plan like um around one inspiring monologue for example um so you need that three power on starlord in order to play that tactics card i i think the way Star Lord plays, he doesn't. Yeah, I think he's 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 good enough that he's going to get the power off a builder to use his spender attack once a turn, probably. So, if you have the power gem, your turn looks like spender attack builder. Whereas if you don't have the power gem, your turn looks like builder spender attack. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you get the spender off more often, but. I don't know. I, I, the list flexibility, I can see that. I'm just not in love with uh, Star-Lord with the gem. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I haven't played it enough. Maybe maybe it's a lot better than I'm giving it credit for, but I'm I'm hesitant to include that at this stage. Well, we are already playing Advanced R&D, and I think being able to give out, enable more than just a single character with an Advanced R&D play, which is something that Power Gem Star-Lord can do on turn one, I think it is is... Uh, extends the power for uh, extends the power of that specific card. I think you're right, uh, absolutely. So you need to think: Are there other characters who I want to do something which they could do with two power that I couldn't do with one, or three that I couldn't do with two, mm-hmm. depending on which characters we're going to be including later in the roster? Um, yes. Given we've already talked about Akoye, actually R and D onto Akoye round one is something I like doing a lot. Uh, so she's a good good candidate the... for having. An option we kind of talked about vaguely earlier, but uh, with three power on it, you can enable both a Highway to Hell turn one and a Deadly Duo turn one. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Um, do I like to... Uh, uh, 
the, you get some interesting order of activations going to Deadly Duo turn one. You kind of need to go last with Rocket. So you need to put Groot where Groot's going to be. You've got to predict where all of their characters are going to go, and you've got to hope there are three distinct targets within range five of where Rocket's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate that. What I think it does, though, is round one, you're very unlikely to daze because you're moving with Rocket. You're only yeah. going to get two attacks onto one character and one attack onto two other characters. That's your best-case scenario. And what that means yeah. is you're spreading out a lot of power uh, because you're going to be doing damage, but you're not dazing or KOing them. You're not making them drop uh, uh, extracts. You're not stopping them from contesting secures. Maybe you daze that character you get two attacks onto. Maybe you've managed to get a bit of chip damage earlier with some of your other mm-hmm. characters. Um, I feel like that feels great that you're you're going, hey, I'm blowing everything up round one, but then really what you're doing is you're feeding them power, so they're going to have a very strong round two, and I'm not convinced that's to your advantage. Yeah, I'm just thinking um, the with such prescribed opening moves, moves as a lot of these big ticket teams have right now, you uh-huh. can you can more easily predict the placement where you can get off a deadly duo turn one. That's true. They, they do often have very scripted round ones, but they don't often end up all bunched. Uh, maybe some of them do. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's a nice against like a Pentagram's uh, Modoc team where okay. they're all going to end up in the middle and you can get... Maybe, maybe I can see some good value there. Yeah. And also I think it works yeah. really well into the Pentagram's Toad team. I guess if you're then Highway to Helling, probably Valkyrie, uh, in that case, back, and then blowing up Valkyrie. The trouble with the, the Toad and team is that the characters tend to end up sort of back on their deployment zone, so Rocket can't get far enough forward to do to get enough characters within range 5. They yeah, don't, but you can at uh, the very least get Toad and completely shut down. The, Potentially, uh, I think I think you're better off uh, dragging Valkyrie because it's Valkyrie that activates first and grabs the herb. So it would be Valkyrie that because get, getting the herb away from the altar is the key when you're playing against that team. Yeah, so it's, it would be targeting Valkyrie, but mm-hmm. getting rid of Valkyrie is never a bad thing. She's such yeah. a good character. Uh, Valkyrie hates me. I, I've <laughs> never had good. Th- I played two games with Valkyrie and maybe rolled five successes across two games. Wow. Okay. Um, you need rerolls. Play around Wakanda. <laughs> she just hates. Me. I had some rerolls. I was playing her on a Web Warriors list. That's defensive rerolls. You need yes. some offensive rerolls. Get Shuri, Shuri in there with her. <laughs> and leadership. It's all good. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about a lot of stuff in nebulous ideas, and let's let's bring up that that second affiliation you were thinking about before we okay. really start committing in a way. The other one that I think has got some fun synergy is the uh, X-Men specifically under Storm's leadership. So mm-hmm. uh, Storm has the ability, Storm gives the ability to place a character um, and basically leapfrog them forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, having Beast with a 50mm base um, means that you can leapfrog Ghost Rider forward really quite far. So um, she, uh, you they have to be within two of an active character. So on Beast's activation, he goes, right, well, Ghost Rider has deployed within two of me. I'm going to place him uh, within one of me. Uh, so you get to get Beast's base plus a one inch plus Ghost Rider's base. And it's, it's not far off a free move forward. So the Ghost yeah. Rider is then mm-hmm. potentially going to move up He's going to use his range three builder with six dice energy, maybe against someone like Venom or Hawkeye, who's only got two energy defense, get a bunch of power, and then maybe scoot away with his uh, long move for three power. Maybe he's got enough power to, I don't know, pick up an extract as well or something. I think there's, there's some fun just using that to, to essentially drop off Ghost Rider. He won't get the attack off it, but just get that free movement out of it. Mm-hmm. So we would uh, be looking at a Taskmaster Storm Beast package from X-Men? Uh, yep, potentially. And then with the option of throwing in Wolverine, I think he's the, the optimal fourth threat. Uh, and Wolverine mm. also can, uh, you can uh, throw him into Guardians because Wolverine is another character who's got some great tactics cards that you don't mind ditching for rerolls potentially because he, he really does uses those rerolls well. 
and uh, he's got tactics cards which are potentially situational and your opponent can play around. And so if you want to ditch them, you can. So again, Wolverine, I think, has got some nice synergy in Guardians. There's some sort of cross-synergy there. And uh, a a important ruling when talking about our tactics cards is that you can bring a tactic card that names the character you are not playing as long as that tactic card is unaffiliated. Yeah, it's only the affiliated cards that you uh, can only bring if you're in that affiliation. Yeah, so that means uh, we we can really dense up on character-specific tactics cards more than most lists can because... At the worst case scenario, we can bring a couple understanding that they will get ditched for winging yes. it. Um, the only downside would be if you're taking neither Wolverine nor um, Ghost Rider and you're playing in the X-Men leadership. So yeah. you decide to go that way. And if you've taken like three uh, character-specific ones, you've got Highway Healthy or Devil and one of the Wolverine-specific ones, probably exceptional healing, um, mm-hmm. then you are forced to take the other five cards. Which yeah. maybe you go, I'm fine with that because I think with the roster we're building, with the game plan we've got in mind, that's not a game plan that we are looking to explore. Yeah, um, no. Maybe you can have that as like in this one particular thing. I really like this this X Men build that doesn't include Wolverine. It's like Tartmaster Beast Storm nine base, and then Ghost Rider. Maybe that's your fourteen, but then you've got Ghost Rider, I guess. Yeah, um, but, but like you you're trying to go five wide at... or something. Yeah, yeah. At, at like know. fifteen. Yep, maybe you're seeing Wakanda wave opposite you. Um, yeah, well, but I think I, you can still go five wide with Wolverine in there very happily, and I think I like that better. Yeah, uh, but I I think Ghost Rider does solidly into Wakanda wave. Um, because he's good at fighting, uh, multiple characters who are smaller than him, but total threat around him. He's good at facing a two and a three together off by himself. Um, That's true, and... but he's going to find himself being staggered very easily um, by the. F- I guess he's got range three attack. I still think Shuri, you're going to need to be very careful with your backstopping of Ghost Rider um, in order to do that. But I, I yeah. agree that it's not it's not a slam dunk. I also think mm-hmm. you can probably yes you can you can get a five wide uh, Guardians list with Ghost Rider in there. So you can go like mm-hmm. Ghost Rider for five, and then ten points of. Star-Lord, Rocket, Drax, and another two, either Okoye or Wong. Yeah. Probably Wong, so you can run that, um, dragging in someone and beating them up. Shuri! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, completely Shuri in that list. Uh, although I don't know whether you'd get to her round one, but still. Uh, I, I think that would be a fine option. round two play. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, but... Because... Uh, most of the round one teams are things that are playing off of the extract, not the secure. And I think you're it's true. It's, you it's, have it's a little round... bit. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think it's round two that uh, that Wakanda wave really starts to be oppressive and really it gets motoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so we have a lot of options here. Um, and I do like the idea of playing a dual affiliation list. So I think we should go with that Storm Taskmaster Beast package at the very least. And I like Wolverine because, like I said, I think bringing Wolverine into a Guardian's list is... is I, I really don't hate that at all. He loves those mm-hmm. rerolls. Yeah. So, provisionally then. So we've got Ghost Rider and Wong, first two names on the team sheet. Mm-hmm. Star-Lord for our Guardians. I think I prefer Rocket in the two over Nebula. So I'm bringing Rocket... And then at the three, I think Drax, because of that throw, I think is going to be more useful in that secure control game plan. And then cool. Taskmaster as a flex, so that we mm-hmm. can maybe give us a few more options there. And it will keep um, us affiliated at 20. Yes, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Storm Beast Wolverine Fire X Men contingent. And Okoye is our last roster slot for that bodyguard synergy with Ghost Rider. If you want him to Ghost Rider to stay central and get in the mix, but then divert attacks to power up Ghost Rider. Yeah. So that is is quite an amalgamation. Yeah, it's a whole load of threes and twos with one four and a five. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's kind of our first draft. Yeah. Um, with that. We're looking at Team Tactics cards, Highway to Hell, Deal with the Devil, Advanced R&D, 
I think mm-hmm. we probably put exceptional healing in there for um, for Wolverine as well. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's probably his strongest card. And again, we can ditch that for uh, Wing It if we need to. Yep. We've got four more slots. Uh, uh, I'm not sure about bringing um, Lovable Misfits with only three affiliated Guardians characters. Yeah, and same with Coup of the Milano. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure if we're going for either of the Guardians' affiliated cards. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we're thinking maybe about restricted cards next. Of our restricted cards, which ones do we like? Yeah. Well, I I have a weird non-restricted idea that I want to throw forward. Go on then. Uh, Sacrifice. Okay. We have yep. targets that we want to get attacks off of and targets we kind of want to get attacks on too. I don't um, hate that. And it means that if Akoya ends up getting taken out, we can still uh, protect uh, Ghost Rider or protect whoever we're planning on targeting with Deal with the Devil and throwing it onto Ghost Rider. Yep, I, I like having the ability to protect a Deal with the Devil target as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see that. I think, yeah, Star-Lord might end up with more power than he needs. He might be a good person to... And he's, he's more defensible than he looks with his um, plucky attitude reroll power. Well, uh, that that wouldn't be an effect with Sacrifice. Because uh, Sacrifice, you change the attack to a new target within two, uh, but it cannot add additional dice to its defense roll and cannot modify its defense... Uh, uh, it's dice doing this attack. Yep, you're quite right. Uh, so maybe Drax is the obvious person then, because he's got the damage reduction. And also, you by redirecting the attack to Drax, especially early in the game, you can pinpoint the guy you want Drax to beat up. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah that's, you're right. There's some nice synergy there. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine makes not bad use of it either, because he's got, you know he's going to activate and then heal up some of that damage. Mm-hmm. So and generating Wolverine power is excellent. You you you're very happy when Wolverine gets attacked, uh, but yeah. not KO'd. Mm-hmm. So do you know what I think? There's there's the, you're right. There's some really nice synergies there. Let's put it on the list. Mm-hmm. So now restricted cards. Um, I don't think yes. we're playing Doom Prophecy. I don't um, think we've got particularly good targets for it. No. No, because I think most of our big damage dealers are energy attacks in this list. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, energy, I like. Energy. You're not wrong. Yeah, Wolverine's not an awful target for it, but um, again, I pref- maybe yeah. I prefer to have it in list where I have two plus targets and not one yeah. singular target. Agreed. I don't think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Beast isn't awful, but I, I agree. There's not an obvious standout. Oh, you really want to play with this with this character? Um, yeah. One that I think I do want. I think I want Brace. That's what I was about uh, to bring up. Because yeah, with Magneto because... running around the format, I think Brace is never a bad thing right now. Also, Ghost Rider only has a three physical defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, people like Wong, Wong can just get crushed by throws. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good way of ignoring a lot of Taskmaster's defensive tech. There's just, I think it's, it's probably the, the right call there. Yeah, for uh, sure. One that I'm always on the fence about is field dressing. But yeah. I think um, in some ways, you know, we don't want to field dress Ghost Rider. No. Uh, because we he, he's going to be getting, him getting damaged and KO'd and Highway to Held is not, uh, it's not an awful plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't mind that. Uh, an yeah. interesting one. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I think field dressing probably makes it for keeping are uh, deal with the devil target alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for our last one, I think an interesting interaction is uh, deal with the devil with all you've got. Have you thought about that? I have. That is a lot of power you have to have on a Ghost Rider. That's true, but he's got pretty good ways of generating power. He's got, you know, passive power generation. Uh, we've got a six dice builder that's range three, uh, and you can generate the four power you need for deal with the devil in your second activation. I I am always wary of 
banking on plans that generate power that isn't confirmed power. Like, this is extremely unlikely, but it might not. You might get real unlucky. Well, the thing is, for that plan to run the way you want, Ghost Rider has already been dazed, which means he's already gained, what's he got, seven on his healthy side? Yeah. Unless he gets stunned, he's going to have gained at least seven power plus a couple of power from existing, getting in the power-up phase, and maybe Mm -hmm. some power from his builder. I think, I mean, maybe this is something we need to test more, but I think Ghost Rider is probably looking pretty happy, and if you're sitting on about six power, six or seven power, then you can think, do you know what, I like this, and if not, then I can ditch, uh, all you've got is got other other good uses, um, Mm -hmm. and I can ditch but being able to get uh, to control when your Ghost Rider does deal with the devil is a bit like being able to control when Ultron, Age of Ultrons, you yeah. can do it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And one of the amazing things about Deal with the Devil is he, I think he gets, uh, his activation tokens is removed. So you can act yeah. three times in a round with Ghost Rider with this combo. So mm-hmm. you act with Ghost Rider. You all you've got to act with him again, then you deal with the devil, he pops up somewhere else and doesn't have an activated token. That feels like he could do a lot of work, yeah, for sure. And since we're already bringing field dressing, that means we can also early in the game maybe throw it onto like a rocket that we field dressing or something like that for a power turn. And that can again, you can use it uh, preventatively, you can use it to uh, keep rocket from being dazed by doing it early in the round, all you've got rocket, uh, and then later in the round you field dressing him and he's been like three or four activations where he hasn't been targetable with attack or effect. Yeah. So it makes it makes rocket a bit more survivable as a target to then deal with the devil. So I think I, there's I, some nice synergies there. Yeah, I think that's certainly some nice options. It leaves a lot of tech cards on the table that I'm really that I think are very good in the current meta. Now, one thing is we've taken the X-Men, but we haven't taken any of the X-Men team tactics cards. Yes. Um, but I'm not impressed by a lot of them, especially since we are generally betting on a team, a 10-threat a ten, uh, a ten team of Taskmaster, Storm, uh, Beast. Or sorry, 9-threat nine nine team. Yeah. Yeah. But then we're throwing in Ghost Rider, that's our 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we only get two actual X-Men characters to play off of X-Men cards. That's true. I mean, 15, maybe you swap out Taskmaster for Wolverine. But yeah, I think you're right. The inclusion of Taskmaster making a dual affiliation, maybe those, the value of those cards goes down significantly. And mm-hmm. I think I agree with you that they are, they're fine cards, but none of them are screaming out at me. They're not, you know, a, a Wakanda Forever, for example. But you know, why yeah. are you not taking this card? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the generic... The generic tech choice that I'm looking at, especially for current times, that I just have liked in all of my rosters recently is marked for death. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that's something which, with a bit of practice, maybe we go, do you know what? The all you've got field dressing just isn't working out. Mm hmm. I can see Mark. Yeah, I can see that being a useful card. And again, with the um, ability to ditch it for rerolls onto Ghost Rider onto Wolverine, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's good. Yeah, and especially since Web Warriors are an extremely popular faction right now. Um, yeah. And uh, also, um, you shut down a Doctor Strange for a turn is really good. You shut down a Mystique for a turn, which is really good. Yep. Which I think all of those characters are, are popular right now, and I think it really hurts some of the bigger players. And it also like hurts an Angela because you make her short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think yeah. I can definitely see that it's got a space, but I don't know which of these tactics cards we've just considered we take out now. Yeah, it's it's tactic cards are so tight right now, especially uh, with everything, with with all these specific tactic cards we are taking. Yeah, I think maybe we see how much Wolverine actually makes the table, and it's mm-hmm. possible that Exceptional Healing is the one that comes out. Yeah. And or it, the it, Sacrifice doesn't work out the way we wanted. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that one maybe coming out depending on. Or, or if we're looking at it and saying that we much rather have a turn two rather than a turn one highway to hell, then advanced R and D doesn't have really a place in the list anymore. Yep. Uh, although so I, think... I think. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think uh, that there's often there's nearly always a place for advanced R and D. I think it's such a mm-hmm. generically useful card. Yeah. So the last thing to really talk about is crises, and I I think the first one that jumps out to me is Infinity Formula. I'm always a bit hesitant with Infinity Formula mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people will go to it as, oh, this seems good. Free power is always good. The question is, are you going to make better use of it than your opponent? And I think if you've got a team like Web Warriors, the answer is probably clearly yes. This is going mm-hmm. to turn on so many of my characters, and they're going to be able to do amazingly cool things. Um, if you want to, you know, you've got uh, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and you want to make sure you've got a round two, um, well, they plans ready uh, and online, mm-hmm. guaranteed, irrespective of what else is going on. Then again, if you, there's a strong game plan there, and maybe you're going to be making better use of that than your opponent. I'm not sure I see how this team needs that power. So the perspective I have, and, and this is a weird kind of inkling in me, is Penance Stare. It is both making it easier for you to get Penance Stare and a bigger attack into your opponent as a Penance Stare. Uh, that's cool. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Yep, so if you're going for more of the attrition line, but then you've also got some good nice power denial there. Yes, and Penance Stare, was that a five-cost attack? Yep. Um, five so, dice plus up to five more dice depending on how much power your opponent has and they lose yeah. power equal to the amount of damage you deal. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing that there is some nice synergy there and we are getting good stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as well Drax can often feel a bit power hungry. Getting a bit of extra power on Drax is, yeah. is a pretty and good we, thing. And we are between Drax and uh, Beast, we are playing with a lot of expensive spells that we want to be doing often. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yep, don't hate that at all. All right, let's go in with Infinity <laughs> Formula. Uh, and I guess you could argue cubes for a similar reason. Yeah, cubes I'm a lot more wary of. Um, I like playing my power generation in my, um, in my secures rather than my extracts, but that's maybe a personal thing but i think um it leaves it makes the power it makes the power generation less more uh equilateral than swingy because if you if you're doing bad in a cubes game it snowballs really quickly here's my argument for cubes though uh and that is ghost rider would be a great character to go and try and hoover up two cubes like a middle one and a wide one um, yeah. So then he's got two cubes on him. That's generating him extra power to turn on his tactics cards. So if you get two cubes on him, he's going to generate three power a turn, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to mean that his tactics cards are online. It's also going to make it easier to get uh, those cool powers that he wants to spend power on. Uh, he's, he's got great ways to spend his power. Yeah. Uh, especially with both those tactics cards online. And it's dealing him damage, which means you are more likely to get. Them, him onto his injured side, then potentially you're turning on, you're going to get more power, so you've got more light to get your field dressing all you've got combo that we've got in the roster yeah. to activate with three times with Ghost Rider. So I think, I think, I think that's worth testing and seeing if that plays yeah. how we think it's going to play. So I think I'm going to put cubes into the extract for that reason. I, I think that does make some sense. Um, I also like hammers with this list. Yeah, I can see that. It's it's a little bit sketchy since we are talking a lot about tactics cards use and it does tax your tactics cards. But it... All of our characters hit pretty solidly already and giving them just an extra dice really puts a lot of characters over the edge and I think both Ghost Rider and Rocket are examples of that. And we have both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it... Picks up some of the deficiencies of people like Storm, 
in our list. Yes, I think that's definitely true. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also worth saying that Ghost Rider can pick up the back hammer from deployment without having to move, just like just like Modok can. Mm. Yeah, um, because uh, so the sixty-five millimeter base. You got it. So that uh, if you deploy it right in the center, level with that back hammer, then that's within range one. So you can just grab and go. Uh, and potentially, you can move off to the side, and if you've got R&D or Wong, you can go and grab two hammers. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Ghost Rider, eight dice builder at range three energy attack, that sounds like fun. And then a seven dice beam that gives incinerate? Yep, that sounds really good too. And you're then forcing your opponent to deal with Ghost Rider. Not only is he scoring two VPs, but he is such a menace with those big attacks. So yeah. then you're making him attack Ghost Rider, which is playing into your deal with the devil plan. And okay. I'm going to find it much harder to avoid that. Technical so, yeah, think, question. Yep. Uh, do uh, objectives fall off before you would be playing deal with the devil? I don't believe so. So I think it would make deal with the devil more... Let me just have a look at the wording on it. But I think it would make deal with the devil more expensive based off the hammers. Okay, that's interesting because the wording on Deal with the Devil is if Ghost Rider is KO'd, and when you're KO'd, but you play, you spend four before he's removed from the battlefield. Hmm. So that seems like a question for the rules form. Definitely, yeah. So that's going to be an interesting one about Ghost Rider. Yeah, but that's one for the rules form. Yeah. Now. The last one is a real, last extract is a real toss-up, because I don't think we want to play any of the single extracts. I've got one that I'm considering. Okay, give it to me. Uh, Wakandan Herb. Mm. Okay, yeah. No, I, I was looking at, like, oh, the... when I say the single extracts, I mean the, like, three spots where one comes up most of the oh, time. Right, like scrolls and alien ship and senses. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think and I, I don't agree. think he likes they're any not, of those. Not geared for that. No, I think I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wakandan Herb does a couple of things. Uh, it allows you to play into a fast control style list and limit their scoring, which means you're going to be focusing more on attrition against them. And you've got some mm-hmm. good attrition characters in the list to do that. Yep. But it enables you to have uh, like a, a counter to, oh my god, they're just playing Wakanda and Web Warriors, and uh, I just need something which is going to slow this game down. And uh, and it has an interesting side benefit going into the next season. Uh, Just in Uh, general, going into the next uh, season. Yeah. Just let's focus on Ghost Rider for a second. It's a bit of a shame. uh, Neither of Ghost Rider's attacks are physical because the herb is going to increase your ability to make physical attacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you want to try and score the herb, Ghost Rider is actually a surprisingly good character to do that with because he's got his medium move with a large base pretty far, and he's got his superpower, which allows him to move long. So you can... Uh, I haven't checked the trigonometry, but I think you're going to get pretty close to scoring it uh, the turn after you pick it up. So yeah. long as you've got the power to do it. Mm-hmm. Which, then, uh, you know, with, with Wong hanging around, maybe you can figure something out. Yeah. Um, so I think there's the potential to do that kind of a play uh, and just go, that's what I'm using Ghost Rider for. Mm-hmm. And maybe that checks out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and going into uh, A-Force coming out, the immunity to slow and stagger, I think, does a lot into She-Hulk. Yep, I think you're not wrong. Actually, that's pretty good. Uh, because, yeah, a slight Ghost Rider is going to be sad. Yeah. So I think, yep. Yeah. Mystic Wakanda Herbs Fact Fiction. And that gives us quite a nice spread of threat levels. We've got 15, 18, 17. Yep. And then we good. still have two secures. Um, um, I think probably given that we can go attrition focused, and again, if we were to slow down some of our fast play um, rivals, maybe uh, Demons is going to come up well. Yeah. Uh, you might, because you know, we've got some characters that like hitting pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate that, and it's a different threat level as well. It gives you access to a 19. Yeah. And then I don't think we want to go into Fisk um, or Gamma Wave. Probably not. Um, I don't think you've got particularly strong... We haven't got the setup for Gamma Waves. I think you can do something okay with like a, a lowish model. You know, Wolverine is great in that. Um, yeah. Into those 
sort of squishy controllers that want to maximize gamma waves, he can be uh -huh. a great counterpiece in there. I don't uh, think we want any of the spend to interact objective. Um, again, I think I probably agree with you. Yeah, which the, would leave two I mean, other secures. Which are both D-shaped, aren't they? And yes. of those, I think I prefer the um, Cosmic Vault one. What's it called? Uh, uh, Cosmic, Cosmic Invasion. Invasion. Yeah. yeah. So that gives you a si access to a 16 threat. So we've got five mm -hmm. different threat levels that we can access. It gives you power generation for some of your power hungry characters, and it gives you yep. a widespread against like a Modoc list where you want to try and just give them a D shape secure to. So there's there's some interesting tech there. And it there's a bunch of characters. Uh, there there is a group of characters on this list that I don't think mind getting pushed by the vault. Agreed, uh, especially because you can largely control the direction of it depending on where you position around the vault. Exactly. Um, so I think I don't mind that. I quite like that we haven't got a whole bunch of 17s. Um, we've got a bit of a spread of threats that we can look at our opponent's list and go, right, I want to uh, I want to force them into an 18, so I don't think that 18 team is very good. Or, you know, mm -hmm. so you've got some control if you, over that if you've got priority. Yeah, and just looking at it, we have, we can go five wide as early as 15, which I think is very good on a hub play. Because uh, we can do, can, yeah, you can go five wide. You go five wide at fourteen, I think. Uh, it is not showing me any fourteen teams, so it's being a little buggy. But let's do the actual math. Well, you get Storm Beast Taskmaster. That's nine, and uh -huh. you've got five threat. You take three and a two. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or then... you can go Star Lord, Rocket, um, Drac, four, eight, and then you take a. Five, you can get Ghost Rider in five wide at 14. No, 15. 15. Yeah, yeah Ghost Rider 15. and Ghost Rider and Wong or Ghost Rider and Okoye. Yep. Um, and mm -hmm. you can still be five wide. And then when we get up to. Oh, we have an issue, it looks like. Okay, what's our issue? Uh, our team, our affiliated teams look to cap out at 18 threat. Well, that's not for true. For the most part. No, I don't think that's true because you've got Pathmaster. Oh, it's dealing with Rogue Agent wrong. That's yeah. what it's doing. I think you're fine. I think, like, let's take 20. So, 20, you go uh, Star Lord, Rocket, Drax, Taskmaster for 11, Ghost okay. Rider for 16, and Wolverine. And that feels like uh, a really strong six wide, 20 threat with four Guardians and two characters who love getting Guardians rerolls. Or if you want to go really, really wide, you can do Wong Akoye for a seven-wide list. Yeah, you could totally do that instead. Yeah, if you go, want to go seven-wide. Oh. Seven-wide just makes my brain hurt. <laughs> and you've still got a five-threat character in that seven-wide team. Yeah. You can go, what, nine-wide, potentially? Can you actually get to nine? Is that possible? So you need uh, five affiliated characters. Yeah, because we swap out Ghost Rider for uh, Nebula and a three cost. Uh, and that would get us the eight wide. No, I'm just thinking of like potential top end. Oh, what well, we're changing? We're changing roster. Yeah. No. Uh. No. No. I I was just thinking, what is the maximum? of any combination that you can get affiliated onto the board. And I think it might be eight or nine wide of just yeah, any I, team. I think that's maybe a different, uh, a different episode of Morlocks where you go, I'm just going to go as, as wide as I can. What is the widest I can build in every points level? And that that is go. certainly a good idea for someday. Uh, so maybe. I'm not sure that this roster wants to run that, though. No, Seems I don't think this one does. Polish Ghost Rider as much as we can. Yeah. Um, I think this has a lot of solid ideas and a lot of interesting stuff to play with. I think my biggest concern is, is the X-Men contingent good enough? Yeah. Does that bring something to the list, or am I just taking up roster slots, which would be better used for something else? Um, I and think, the answer is, I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, at what places would we be playing X-Men rather than 
a a more modified uh, Guardians list because if we take out the X Men, we would def I think we would definitely bring Nebula in for the second in affiliation two cost, and then we could easily make the five white at fourteen. Yes, um, but if you're able to go five white at fourteen, then I think you bring in the Senators to force fourteen with five white to look to dominate dominate yeah. the secures. And that's I, your which I don't hate. I I am less in love with going super wide on on Senator specifically. Um, just my personal viewpoint is I look at the Senator and I go like, "Cool, that's a dead character," and into an attrition list. You you are just giving a character on a silver platter to an attrition list with. Senators. I don't think I don't think in that game plan you pick up the Senator. Your game plan is, we're playing at 14, I've got five characters, unless we're playing demons, there's at least four points of secures available. Uh, demons or mm. meteors. Um, so th there are a couple of counterpicks they can do to try and mitigate this plan, but even on meteors, you've got a whole bunch of characters to go and interact and contest those secures and make it harder for them to get flipped back. I still think that's a decent game plan. To just go, mm -hmm. well, I'm gonna, you can score the senator and score two every turn, and I'm going to score three every turn, and I'm going to win eventually. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I think if you're doing that, you're doing it because you're playing 14 and 5 and five wide rather than you want to go and get the Senator because I think you're right, you just get beaten up. Yeah, because um, I've been playing my, the Senator a little bit in my Spider-Foes list, which I've talked about on Health Party Protocol, but not on here. Yep. And that one just wants your opponent to pick up the Senator because you're just giving them character. And if it stays on the floor, cool, I don't care. Yep, I agree. I think it's a perfect crisis for that. For that team, um, yeah. So I think I am going to play a few games with this, uh, mm -hmm. with this roster, and see how it kind of feels, and see if some of these theory uh, ideas we've had actually pan out, yeah. or if actually I go, no, this just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I think and I think I it's got a good chance of working though. Yeah, I think that is an important point in the process of experimentation is the testing and actually getting on the table experiments because all the theory crafting in the world does not compare to actual on the table experience. Agreed. So yeah, I think that does it for today. Is there anything you would like to shout out? Um, just, I know there's a lot of new players getting into the game at the minute. Um, if you are a new player and you're listening to this, then have a look. I've got a section on Xavier-protocols.com called the Xavier Institute, which has a whole load of articles specifically targeted at newer players. So if you're recently coming to MCP and you, you're looking for some, some groundwork, uh, you've stumbled across this, uh, there's a, a really great place for you to go there. And again, find me on social media, hit me up and I'll happily ask any questions. Uh, I would also recommend if you're, seeing as you're a podcast listener, if you haven't already, checking out The Danger Room. Uh, we put out uh, an episode every Monday, uh, sort of early in the morning US time, so it's ready for your Monday morning commute. Mm -hmm. um, or in my with. case, uh, you come out mid-shift and I listen to you from the second half of my shift. Perfect. Um, so check, check out some of those things. Um, but yeah, play some Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. and, and where would people find you on social media? So you can find me on Facebook under Xavier Protocols uh, or The Danger Room. I operate both of those social media pages. You can find me on Discord. I'm pretty much on all the Discords. I'm XP Jacob brackets uh, he his, um, and uh, yeah, just hit me up uh, on nearly all the Discords out there that are MCP related. So you can find me there. You can shoot me a message on Facebook Messenger if you find me. Um, I'm Jacob Collins, uh, and I post. You know, you should be able to find me posting and responding to things in the Facebook groups as well. Mm -hmm. And if anyone would like to reach out to me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords at the very least, or Gypt on the non-MCP discords. And if you really want to dig it, dig it up, I also still do post on my Tumblr at ggypt.tumblr.com. And if you want to watch me play something completely different, uh, I am a streaming partner on Codap's game stream, and we do a Sunday custom Arkham Horror the God game. So if you want to come watch us play that, we are there Sunday mornings. So yeah, um, thank you very much for coming, Jacob. 
No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And keep experimenting, guys. Have, have a good day. <laughs>